I am a bad beauty editor and I <laughs> abandon my body. <laughs> I don't put anything on it except for like residue from my face, skincare. And I've been using like I've been body moisturizing. I've got a pump pack in the bathroom that I'm constantly oh, well, well hitting. And then now I've been body brushing. There are people who love it, especially the people who went a little nuts in the 90s and overplucked. Right. So this is a way that they can get like a fuller brow shape. It is a way that they can, but as with all things in life, if it seems too good to be true, sometimes it is. So your skincare will actually penetrate better and, you know, you'll have a better result from your skincare. You can try this. I can do this. I think I can do that. Yeah, I reckon even I can. I'm like the laziest person in the world in the morning, so. (laughs) (laughs) so if I can do it, anyone can. Hello and welcome back to Get Lippy, the podcast that is lifting the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Allman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Murray Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. So as always, we have an excellent episode for you today. We are chatting to Australian cricketer Sophie Molyneux. We are also talking the downside of microblading. And Sal is going to be telling us why she always applies her skincare in the nude. I am. Oh, saucy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, before we get into that, I need to, speaking of you, Sal, you have influenced me. I have. You have in such a big way. In the last few episodes, you've mentioned... Um, about your body moisturizing habits and mm-hmm. your body brushing habits. I am a bad beauty editor and I <laughs> abandon my body. <laughs> I don't put anything on it except for like residue from my face, skincare. And I've been using like I've been body moisturizing. I've got a pump pack in the bathroom that I'm constantly oh, well, well hitting. And then now I've been body brushing. I'm oh, obsessed. Well. Which brush did you get? The Body Shop one. It's good, isn't it? It is actually. It's really good. Everyone out there, listen to episode 11 and hear all about body brushing. Okay, well, Bettina, as you're on the body beauty bandwagon, I think I might issue you a beauty challenge. Beauty challenge. Oh, I like that. Okay, so we've got this new segment called Beauty Challenge where we lay down a beauty challenge every now and again to every one of us between, you know, Carly, Bettina. Yeah. I'm into this. We like a bit of challenge with our beauties. So, Bettina, I am going to challenge you, you this got? week to the latest and greatest body contouring massage. Oh. <laughs> this is taking my body yeah, beauty to the next, to the next level. level. This what, is next okay, so level what, because this? all the A-listers are doing it. It's huge behind the scenes at Victoria's Secret shows where cult um, favourite or celebrity favourite masseuse Flavia Vlanini is often found backstage working on the models to tone and tighten their stomachs and their legs. Flavia is looking after Cara Delevingne, Miranda Kerr, Hayley Bieber and Kendall Jenner, so are amongst her A-list celebrities. Bettina Tyrrell. (laughs) So I thought it was a little bit far for me to send you to go to LA, but it has just arrived here in Sydney at Venustus, which is in Paddington. Oh, so that's Jeannie Burke. Yes, and that's where all the cool kids go, such as Elle Ferguson, and they all go to Jeannie to to tighten and contour and look a little bit, you know, lighter and feel. A little bit more runway ready. Yeah, like a big event day kind of massage. So I challenge you to this. All right. All right. So So we're going to report back. I will report back next week. I'll do it. I'll do it this week and I'll report back next week with... How I go. 
Yay. I'm excited. Thanks, Sal. All right, guys. So let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about microblading. It is a huge trend. It has been growing in the last few years. And well, let's let's first cover what is microblading. For those of you listening who haven't heard of microblading, in a nutshell, it is basically a semi-permanent tattoo. It's done with almost like a tiny pen where they make an incision around your brow. Then that incision is filled with ink. And that's to help you create a altered brow shape. And it can look supernatural like it is your natural brow. People swear by this, don't they? Yeah, yeah. There are people who love it, especially the people who went a little nuts in the 90s and overplucked. Right. So this is a way that they can get like a fuller brow shape. It is a way that they can. But as with all things in life, if it seems too good to be true, sometimes it is. Oh, so what are you saying? What's the problem? So I spoke to some brow artists and now you guys gave me a lot of flack for showing up with a, a book-sized... A tomb. A, of- <laughs> a, tomb <laughs> a tomb of notes <laughs> to talk through the pros and cons of microblading. So, so this is Carly's novella. Yeah. This so- is my novella about microblading. Please enjoy. Relax. <laughs> Kick back, make yourself a cup of tea. So I got in touch with two brow artists, one pro and one anti microblading. So now um, I spoke to Amy Jean from Amy Jean Brow Agency. She is probably one of the first brow artists who started doing microblading years ago. She's she's pretty much it. She's probably, yeah, the one to go to. The one to go to. Um, and then I spoke to my personal brow artist, Jazz Pampling. She has done a lot of research into it and she is quite anti-microblading. So I thought we'd go both sides of the coin yeah, here, right? Yeah, So what are the benefits? According to Amy, it's a treatment that can help transform your brows to look more sculpted and still natural looking and full. It's also a great time saver for those who don't like to fuss in the morning with their brows. Another benefit is it's semi-permanent. It lasts a while. So you can probably get a year or two where technically speaking, you may not have to worry about your brows. So now let's look at the dark side of microblading. Mm. Yeah. Tell us. I I will. (laughs) So now, according to Jazz, she thinks that it's a service that should only really be looked into by people who have damaged brows, like really damaged brows, not those who have a few gaps. And she's got a few reasons that she backs this up, and I kind of agree with her on it. The first is the, the regulations in the industry for microblading, they're not really there. So I don't know if you guys know this, that you can actually be able to do micro, a microblading treatment by doing a three-month training. You can do that mm. unsupervised. You can do a semi-permanent tattoo on someone unsupervised just by doing a short training course. And it's hard to know who's done what, I guess. Well, unless you've done a real big, bit of research. So, yeah, so that's a problem, I think, is that it's unregulated. So you don't know if you're seeing someone who's literally just got her certificate yesterday and then she's going at your brows with a tattoo, yeah. a tattoo pen. pen. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing. So now the other thing is it's actually, it's a tattoo, so it's invasive. So there's things like you could get an infection. Also scarring, if you're prone to scar to scarring, you can get keloid scars over time because you have to t- touch this up. Another thing, the color. It's ink. The color can change over time. The shape can change over time. Mm. Jazz actually told me that she has at least one woman a month who comes to her for corrective eyebrow tattooing, which I find insane. That's great. So, so their colours changed or faded or yeah. So the thing is green or something. So that's the thing is um, inks can vary yeah. from specialist to specialist. So if you haven't done your research to know what ink and the quality of the ink that the woman is or man doing is using, that colour can change over time. So one of her biggest things is to say, what she said to me was, when you see those before and after pictures, 
you are probably seeing, you could be seeing an after picture that took place straight afterwards. So that line is crisp. That line is a good color. Mm-hmm. What you should be doing is asking a potential six months from now, six months yeah. from now so, or a year from now, or a year from now to see how that color wears over time. Mm-hmm. And Amy, even though she's very pro microblading, she knows that there are the downsides too. So she has said that if you've got oily skin or you use actives, you shouldn't be do- looking into microblading. You should be looking into alternative options because those two things can compromise the effects of the the treatment a few months down the track. Right. That's fascinating. It really is such a risk to take, isn't it, to have – I mean, I have, ne- have never had microblading done, but to me it sounds like quite a risk to, a risk to take because this can last up for two years and it's on your face. Yeah. It's I on guess, your – yeah. Like, you'd have yeah. to get a fringe to cover that if you, if you <laughs> got it wrong. Very long A very fringe. long, yeah. blunt fringe. So I guess what you're saying is – find the right person to do it. Yeah. So a reputable person. Yeah. So I'm not saying do not do yeah, it. Of course. There are obviously people out there who can do it and can do it well. So I asked both Amy and Jazz their advice for if you do want to look, go down the avenue of microblading, what should you do to ensure that you get it right? Both of them said, do your research. Mm, yeah. Ask the right questions. They're sometimes the hard questions, but questions like, what is your training? What have you done? Jazz said that the people who are trained well spend years and up to like tens of thousands of dollars on training. So you want to make sure that the person you're going to is qualified. Ask about the ink. Ask about if any of their clients have had reactions to the ink. Ask about photos, like we said, six months, a year, two years down the track. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a lot of work, but when you're paying thousands of dollars, you want to make sure that what you're doing is correct. And you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on top of that trying to correct it. it. Exactly. Exactly. I also asked, okay, fine. So now I, let's say I was considering microblading. I've heard this and I go, oh, maybe that's not for me, but I don't love my brows. So what are my alternatives? Yeah. Yeah. There are alternatives. Um, Amy's big one she performs it is, which she thinks might be better suited, um, to some women are, it's called eyebrow mist tattooing, where it's basically fine pixelated dots that are airbrushed onto the skin for a more powdered ombre finish. I've had that one done with Amy Jean, the misting. It's not as far as defined as microblading. Mm. So it's more a, more a shading sort of behind your brows. And it's like, she likened it to, to me to like brow powder. So oh, okay. adding like a brow powder, that's sort of the effect Soft of it. Definition. And at last, I had mine done maybe a year and a half ago. It has faded, but it's still there. I got it done because I had patches in the ends of my brows. Oh, right. They're yeah. not, they're not thick at the ends. And so she just sort of, Filled them in, filled the gaps, and it was it, you, you had to do it two. You had two treatments, so the first one and then the second one. She came back and just to redefine the brows, but yeah, I really, I really like that one. Right. Mm. So there's things like that. Yeah. Jazz says there's also um, there's now digital machines that brow tattoo artists are using, and that can give a, a similar result, and there's less chance of scarring to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jazz is also a huge advocate for just embracing your natural brow shape and using products to fill in the gaps. And she said even people who get their eyes, um, their eyebrows done, uh, microbladed, they still use products. Because I still the, use products. Yeah, because yeah. the, the color Every fades, the, cha- the, the yeah. shape changes. So you're still using products. So she says just get on board with using products. So that's it. That is my short novel on microblading. Thanks for listening, you guys. I do have more information though. I'll put some links in the show notes. Up next though, why Sally applies her skincare in the nude. (gasps) Girls, I feel like I'm constantly oversharing about my bathroom habits on Get Lippy, but... I love it. (laughs) Yeah, tell us more. Here I go again. It makes me feel... 
close to me. Close to you. <laughs> close to you. I don't, but, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> but it also just enlightens me to all the things that I'm, I do before I see you in the morning. And all the things that I'm not doing. Yeah, me too. You're making me a, bit, a better beauty editor, Sal. So tell me, what do I need to do? Get nude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, seriously, get nude. Well, don't get nude, but just don't get dressed. <laughs> So, okay, I'll explain. Yes, it's true. I apply all of my skincare and my foundation actually in the nude. And when I say skincare, I mean the skin on my face. I mean all of my facial skincare products and foundation. So why do you do this in the nude? Well, the first reason is you don't mess up your clothing. And I think that might be an obvious one, but it's a valid point because if you've ever dropped a foundation on your top it does not come out Mm -hmm. and it's every day yeah and it's the same with oils with serums and especially spf can really stain your white clothes yellow so it's a really good reason to stay nude put on your skincare and your foundation then you can robe up or get dressed and do the rest of your makeup but that base layer i recommend naked but I suppose the main reason that I do all of my skincare nude is the same reason that a facialist will ask you to take off your bra and your top when you lie down for a treatment. It's because you need to bring your skincare, or the, the skincare for your face, down to your neck and decolletage. I like to really work my skincare down my neck and to my decolletage. A lot of facialists will say, face down to your nipples. Yeah. So take it all the way down. You know, you you do need to look after your face, obviously, but your neck and decolletage are super important and they are the first, one of the first areas to show signs of aging. So in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years time, you'll all be thanking me. Yeah. So we should be treating our faces, oh, our chest, the same way we treat our face. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Take it all the way down. And if you've got a T-shirt on, you're not going to do that. Mm-mm. Or even if you've got a bra on because you don't want to get stuff on your bra. So... Just do it all before, as soon as you get out of the shower, and then then you can get dressed. In summer, this is particularly important when it comes to SPF because if you put your SPF on while you don't have any clothes on, you will you are able to take it all the way down to your chest area, maybe across your, your shoulders, maybe down your arms. If you've got clothes on, you're not going to do that, and then you might change outfits or change what you're wearing, put on active wear, and you haven't got that protection. So this will just ensure you've got at least that base layer of SPF protection in the morning. And there have been so many times where I like, I'll put a top on and then I've forgotten to put sunscreen on my chest and it's like a little bit exposed and I'm and yeah, like reaching patch, down yeah. into my <laughs> shirt and, then, and it's just getting everywhere and it's just messy yeah. and it's just... And you get patch burning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. So, Sal, you're literally doing this as you step out the shower. Yeah, exactly. As soon as I step out the shower, I have a three-minute rule. I believe that as soon as you've got out of the shower, you have about three minutes (laughs) to put on your skincare routine. And that's because your skin is slightly damp and your pores are open. It's the same reason why your facialist will put some steam on your face before applying masks and serums and all the beautiful products that she's going to put on afterwards. It's because your pores are open and they're more ready for to accept the lovely ingredients that are going to go in. So your skincare will actually penetrate better and, you know, you'll have a better better result from your skincare. But Sal, like, what if your bathroom is freezing cold? My bathroom is so cold Same. and I really want to take this on board, but as soon as I get out of the shower, I'm, <laughs> I'm like wrapped in, in. Town. I'm wrapped up. I'm so cold. And I vacate the bathroom to you know make space for my boyfriend to go and have his shower. So okay, what I can get I do? It. I get it. Well, admittedly, I am under a heat lamp while I'm doing this. So if you don't want to get nude or if you're cold or it's winter, if you've got flatmates banging down the door or a husband or a boyfriend, my suggestion is invest in a robe. 
I'm a big robe person, don't you think? Like I just put one on and then you can pull it down a bit. But just make sure that you're leaving enough space and room so that you can take it to from your neck down to your decolletage. Yeah, right. So just wrap it around loosely yeah. like around your shoulders and then, okay. Yeah, like salon right. style. I can try this. I can yeah. do this. I think I can do that. Yeah, I reckon even I can. I'm like the laziest person in the world in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if I can do it, anyone can. And my final tip, which oh. seems to be making everyone laugh today, is that sometimes you don't need to read the labels and this sounds a bit controversial but I mean like if it's for your face just because it says it's a face moisturizer doesn't mean you can't take it down okay so you're taking it down but then you've got you've got the little excess on your hands right yeah so what are you going to do with it if you've got your clothes on you're going to have to I don't know rub it into your hands or wash it down the drain or use a wipe if you don't have any clothes on you can put it on the backs of your arms on your bottom on your stomach you can use those serums and those moisturizers for good on your on the rest of your body that's actually a very good tip so i like yeah. that don't waste the product don't waste the product just because it says it's for your face doesn't mean it can't go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> all right sal i think i'm gonna try this tomorrow and i'll let you know how i go but i think it's time that we get ready for our chat with australian cricketer sophie molyneux Sophie Molyneux is one of Australia's most promising cricket players. She's back on Australian soil after smashing England in the women's ashes. Sophie, thank you so much for fitting us in before the summer of cricket begins. Hey guys, thanks for having me. So Sophie, Channel 7 will be airing your upcoming games this summer. It seems like female sports are finally coming to the forefront. How does it feel being an Australian female sports star at the moment? Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't say star, but it just, um, you know, to be, to be involved in, you know, sport, um, in general at, at, at this point, you know, it's, it's just so exciting and, um, there's so much going on in, in, in every sport you can see in AFL women's and in W League and, um, especially in cricket, you know, and Channel 7 have been great supporters over the last couple of years and, um, we've just done a bit of shooting to get ready for the, for the upcoming, upcoming summer which is has made us all so excited so um yeah we've got a couple of really big series against Sri Lanka um a big bash and then we've got the world cup at the end of Feb so there's, there's so much happening and this is so cool to be involved in them god you're so busy and I just think it's so admirable and amazing the things you do and I think such a great role model for women and girls to see you guys out there doing what you're doing so congrats on that um, oh, thank you. Now, moving away from sport for a bit, um, onto beauty. We <laughs> have noticed, we did a, a bit of a stalk on your Instagram. We see you're quite into your masking. And because we're here to talk all things beauty, um, we wanted to start with what your philosophy on beauty is. Uh, my philosophy, I suppose, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose one, I always sort of joke about it, look good, feel good, play good. Um, <laughs> we <yeah>. like that. <laughs> um, and the girls sort of, you know, hang shit on or hang hang a bit on me. So, um, yeah, look, I I think, you know, more um, it's more mentally, you know, you, you get into a routine and, and everything like that. And, um, you know, I think it's quite it's quite public that sports people do like um, – being routinistic and um, I suppose that's that's all a part of it is looking after yourself and, and your skin and everything like that. So, um, 
yeah, I suppose beauty, you know, it's, I don't necessarily think about it 24-7, but um, I suppose that, that sort of creeps into your life. Well, we're with you there, Sophie. Um, um, obviously, Sophie, you do a lot of traveling for work. Um, do you carry any beauty things with you when you travel? What, what's in your beauty kit? Uh, in my kit, well, we've got um, got a bit of luggage on us, so <laughs> we can um, imagine. <laughs> it's a lot of career gear, so I, um, unfortunately, you know, a few things get get taken out. Um, but the hair straightener, hair dryer, never never gets left behind. That's always um, at, at the top of the bag. And then I suppose, you, um, yeah, your makeup, your sunscreen. Um, Face masks always, it's actually the last couple of tours I've been um, really enjoying getting back into my room and just putting a candle on and <laughs> um, putting a face mask on. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that's um, it's all a part of it and, and definitely sunscreen because we spend a lot of time out in the sun. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. How do you – because you are out in the sun all day when you play. How do you protect your skin and is there anything that you do after a game to kind of look after your skin after being in the sun for that long? Most of the time when we're playing, we're playing in summer and it's quite hot and you, you do sweat a lot. So I think, you know, we're all pretty keen on you know, getting as clean as possible as, as quickly <laughs> as possible. So um, that comes in and, you know, because we spend so much time in the sun, I think it's, you know, hydrating like with water and also, you know, with moisturiser and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's definitely definitely something I – I do, and um, yeah, that's part of my routine. And um, we've noticed as beauty editors that there are a lot of new makeup brands on the market which are bringing out um, specific ranges for for gym and for workout and for sports people. Yeah. Things like CoverGirl, uh, Clinique, Tarte, Uni. Have you tried any of these, or and what do you think of them? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I'm just a nude by nature girl at the moment. Oh, well, we oh, love that brand. brand. Yeah, good brand. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm always open to, to trying new things and um, I suppose when it's when it's time to, to change it over, I might, I'll definitely have a look down that avenue because, you know, there's with the the, in, the increased amount of girls playing sport, I think, you know, it's it's brilliant that those companies are, are investing and putting time into, into that and, um, yeah, I suppose providing – Providing you know safe makeup that that actually suits you know these girls that are that are keen to get out there and be active. So I think um, that's really good, and I'd be really keen to try it one day. You mentioned a little mantra earlier: look good, feel good, play good. So when you're out on the cricket pitch, do you? Um, you mentioned that you wear sunscreen, but do you wear makeup as well? Uh, yeah, I do wear a little bit, not not heaps, because. Um, Obviously, you do get a little bit sweaty and that wouldn't last too long. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I do wear a little bit. Do you like a bit of a mascara or you mentioned Nude by Nature? What of their products do yeah. you use? Um, I've actually just found their, their BB cream at the moment. Mm, um, it's really good. That's that's really handy, especially because we're, we're training every day at the moment. So chuck a little bit, bit of that on and I'm walking out the door within five minutes. So um, that's been handy. But, uh, yeah, I, I think a little bit of that and maybe a bit of powder, but definitely not mascara because, um, you know, that could be, I suppose, if you get waterproof it would be okay. But, um yeah, I haven't, haven't really worn mascara. I don't really um, tend to, to go too advanced in, um, in the makeup side of things on game day. You're out there a long time. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you mentioned kind of, you know, so you do a bit of a BB cream before you head out the door and you mentioned that your hair straightener is like a must-have in your kit. 
Yeah. How do you, so are you, do you love a nice straight hairdo? Like how do you get yourself ready before you go out? If you girls are going to go out for a night, if you've got a night off, if that ever happens. <laughs> um, yeah, look, a, a, a night off, we sort of, if we're um, going out for dinner or, or something like that and um, I suppose our, our social calendar is kicking into gear, um, I normally would definitely, you know, straighten my hair and uh, spend a bit of time putting makeup on and everything and actually really enjoy putting music on and, and doing it over, you know, an hour or so and taking my time. That's, I feel like that's um, that's all a part of going out. And, mm. um, yeah, so that's that's definitely, um, yeah, it's def- definitely something I do, but also, you know, the hair straightener comes out also on game day. We're with so you. A bit of, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, that's the time to really just relax and, um, yeah, just in, enjoy a little bit of a little bit of time where you can sort of invest into something that you wouldn't normally. Yeah, a bit of me time, a little bit of self-care. I was going to say it's like this <laughs> yeah. unique form of self-care, like getting ready, you know, doing your hair, doing your makeup. Um, now, Sophie, we've got a question that we ask all of our guests and – it's what is the one thing that you always get lippy about? So what's the one beauty message, trick, piece of advice that you would tell every woman you meet? Oh, um, not, <laughs> I'm not massive on giving beauty advice. I, um, I think I'm actually a, a massive facial activist at the moment. I think, um, sorry, facial, I mean the face mask. Um uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really a bit of a trend at the moment and I've jumped on on that bus and um yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I think um, you know, there's a couple of the girls I've got um You got them on board. I've got them on board. Um so yeah, my one of my housemates was also a cricketer and we most nights go home and um sit there with a the mask on and we would look pretty funny actually, to be honest. But <laughs> um yeah, as I said, that's just a bit of routine and I definitely um yeah, definitely recommend it. I love that. Do you have any favourite ones? Face masks? Um, I've been using Sand and Sky the last little bit. Oh yeah, the pink really one. Good. Yeah, yeah, the pink one. It's it's actually it took a while to get used to because it's all um, a bit sandy and made of clay. <laughs> so um, yeah, once we got once we got used to that, um, I've been a massive fan. Yeah, and I'm pretty. Yeah, it does yeah, look cool, doesn't pretty. it? But I imagine that yeah. would be because it's got lots of like clay in it. It's really good, de- like detoxifying Detox. when you guys are out there with like in the heat, but the sweat and the sunscreen kind of is a really good way to clear clean your skin up. Really, mask yeah, and chill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, and good luck. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Really no worries. That. We'll be watching. Well, guys, I think that about wraps us up for today. Um, If you want to hear more from us, please do subscribe, rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us if you've got a suggestion. We'd love to hear that. Otherwise, find us on Facebook, Get Lippy Podcast. Email us at getlippy at beautycrew.com.au. But um, until next week, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.